All right. Welcome to the show, Echo. We are super excited to have you here. I have been looking forward to this conversation for weeks. Um, I have a bunch of people on the books and there are only like a few people that I'm really excited. Don't tell nobody, but that I'm really <laughs> excited to talk to. And you're one of those people, right? So, so first of all, welcome. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to talking with you. I love it. Yes. Secondly, I love your tattoo. Can you hold it up? Can you hold up the sleeve? Like I live. That is so, listen, I got baby tattoos because I'm, I'm, I'm weak. I can't do all that. It was not, it was not enjoyable. I'll tell you that. And it's obviously a lot of sessions. I still have some filler to do, but it it's definitely, it's heartfelt. I mean, all means something to me. Yeah. I can only do the baby ones. It's like yeah. 15 minutes. I got to be out of there. Like, cause I, I don't, don't like you. a six <laughs> hour tattoo session is not fun for anyone. Oh, oh my God. My girl, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Okay. So before we just get all the way into the conversation, introduce yourself and let us know what your zone of genius is. Mm, thank you. Thank you again for having me. I'm just really okay. honored to be here with you. I'm so excited. So I am a spiritual ascension leader and also a psychic business mentor. And I run and lead an international spiritual ascension and group coaching community called Soul Up. My zone of genius is really able to help women unlock and come home to their power and sovereignty. And we do that by, you know, pretty much destroying old limiting beliefs, clearing out old programming, just really calling women to rise into their highest timeline. I love that. Um, the, the whole clearing up traumas and blocks and limiting beliefs, like, I don't know if you know, but that's what I teach as well. Right. Oh, I love it. Yes. yes. So, um, I, just FYI, I never know a whole lot about my guests, right? Absolutely. I've seen your one sheet. I don't Google you. I don't do any of that because I like for the conversation to be very organic. And when I'm learning new things about you, I want it to be like for real new and not fake new, like I already knew, but we got to put on for the camera, you know? <laughs> I love it. So um, I don't know a whole lot and I'm pretty sure you don't know anything about me, but basically I'll give you the the two second rundown. I started my journey in 2012. I was very negative, broke, broken. Uh, my life was in a shithole. And um, I attempted suicide for the final time in 2012. Uh, and I always say, I thank God I suck at killing myself. <laughs> I'm glad you do too. <laughs> so uh, fast forward to 2013, I had my my last baby and uh, living in this very tiny apartment, it was roach infested, you know, I couldn't afford to pay my rent, all of the things. And um, I said that, you know, there has to be more to life, because I'm looking at other people, I'm looking around me, and I'm seeing other people lead these happy, successful lifestyles. And I'm like, well, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? And I started to think that I was cursed. And, you know, I said that prayer, I was like, Lord, if you can get me out of this, child, if you can get me out of this, I'll never come back. I'll never be as broke again. I I seriously prayed that prayer. Then um, scrolling on Instagram, I see this book, Think and Grow Rich. I had never read a self-development book before. Um, I went on Amazon. I purchased the book. And that is how my story begins, right? And um, because I don't have friends, I didn't, <clears throat> then still don't. Um, I started documenting on YouTube, 
Mm-hmm. And I turned into this accidental teacher and mentor just by sharing my own story. So that's me. So I teach money mindset and manifestation and have been for almost 10 years. So that is the rundown. So I, I see um, the blocks. The blocks always show up. The limiting beliefs always show up. So many people want these beautiful lifestyles. And some people want very simplistic lifestyles, but they want it to be without stress, right? They want it to come with ease, but even the simplest of lifestyles really can be difficult or challenging to manifest. So tell us from your perspective, um, what is the biggest block that you see and how do you help your clients through that? So going back to your first question too, it's, you know, my zone of genius and what I'm, I've really, especially in the last five years, become what I, you know, the master of is healing the hustle. I'm actually writing a book called heal the hustle because I came from the space of where I'm seeing a lot of limiting beliefs, blocks, programming around the hustle. And I, I teach the hustle as the push pull, force, drag energy to achieve an outcome that always leads to burnout. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I started my coaching journey in 2010, I did it in the whole wounded masculine energy, which a lot of us have done at some point, like go, go, go force, push, pull, kill myself to make it. Because if I only make, make it here and I make this much money, then I'll be happy. If I do this, then I'll be happy. And I see a lot of that being in the blocks. And I'm sure you do too, with the women that you work with. It's like, it's, you can't manifest from that place in like a pure heart, right? Like you cannot manifest from a place of like need and lack, which is what hustle is. And that's where it comes from. So a lot of the work that I do is really untangling that hustle and coming back to the divine feminine instead of the wounded masculine, which is that hustle need energy. I need to make this. I need so that power coming back to the power and sovereignty of like, no, I am destined for this. This is my divine birthright to create these, these creations and and manifest the life of my dreams. Right. And so we untangle that hustle energy and really come back to the flow. Cause I've done it both ways. You know, I became a millionaire out of the hustle. So the hustle works, but it also led me to the space of, you know, I had my big awakening five years ago and it was, you know, became a millionaire and kind of in the same story, but different aspect. It's like, I looked around and I was like, what, this is success. I was the unhappiest and unhealthiest had ever been realized that I had a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol almost five years without alcohol in my life. I was diagnosed with neurological Lyme disease, like literally depressed. So on. And I was like, I don't care about if this is what success is. It ain't, for me. it ain't for me because I am not about this life. So five years ago, I started to heal the hustle and kind of transformed how I ran my business. And now I'm the happiest, healthiest and wealthiest I've ever been. But I had to really unlock and deprogram what I was taught, you know, from a very young age of, you know, I grew up in a very traumatic upbringing, lots of trauma, lots of abuse, lots of neglect and abandonment. And so I learned survival mode really quickly. Like I knew how to survive. I knew how to be independent and I knew how to hustle. 
but it was all at the detriment of my well-being. So a lot of the work I do with women is to help them come back from the hustle and to, to reclaim that power and sovereignty from that pure space so they can lead their businesses and run their empires from a place of purity and grace and ease without killing themselves, right? Because so many of us, we know how to hustle. It works, but that will end up always in burnout. Yeah, absolutely. So what... Mm, what is the biggest thing that, so do you mainly work with like entrepreneurs or is it just women in general? That's a good question. So my community, my international movement, Soul Up, there's all, all walks of life when it comes to women. A lot of intru- entrepreneurs or a lot of women that are trying to discover themselves out of being just a wife or just a mom, mm-hmm. right? The women that have the fire, but they don't really know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, my one-on-one clients, mastermind clients, they're more of the, the solepreneurs, the entrepreneurs that are really those high-achieving women. But I'm usually speaking to the soul-guided woman and the entrepreneurial-spirited woman, the mompreneur. I'm speaking to all women, but women that have that drive for something more. Okay. So you said that you, you created the seven figure business, but you were burnt the hell out. So can you unpack that more and tell us about that journey? Yeah. Yeah. So again, I knew how to survive and eight years ago, my husband and I were getting foreclosure notices in the mail. I was six months postpartum and I was like, oh my gosh, my husband, he was a career firefighter, broke both his legs in a training and the fire department got complete, like something out. It was literally something out of a movie where we were having to sue, like we're not the type of people to sue, but we were trying to sue the city because they like unlawfully terminated all this crazy stuff. And I was like, we are living in a freaking movie right now. What is happening? And I was presented with this opportunity to be a part of this company. And so that was the, the general direction of like, okay, well, I love the product. So I ran with it, but I totally ran with it out of that wounded masculine. Like we need this money. We like, in my mind, I was like, we really need this money. Like we're getting foreclosure notices. We have a little baby. Like I need to do something. And so I just hustled. And what's, you know, when I look back, what's sad about being the leader in that, in that industry at the time was I was teaching all these other women to hustle. And so then I had to like, not only heal my own hustle, but then I had to heal the guilt and the shame that I had around the hustle that I had taught to other women, you know? And so again, when I, when I worked 18, 20 hour days, sometimes I look back at that and honestly, I was not working 18, 20 hour days. Like, you know, I was energetically, mentally, but I wasn't actually being as productive as I could or as I am now in four hours a day. Right. Right. And so it was just this grind that I was addicted to until I literally, the universe said, no more, we're kicking your ass. You're going to have, and here's the deal. Throughout those three years where that hustle ensued hard, hard, hardcore, there were signs, right? Exhaustion, depression, but the check kept rising. The money kept coming, the notoriety, the validation, the pats on the back. And so it kept fueling my ego. And at the time I didn't know to call it the ego or any of that, but it was like, it kept fueling this piece of me and thinking that it was where my worth and my value was in the world. And so 
when I hit that burnout, that's when everything, I was literally knocked on my ass and I had to reclaim who I really was and actually not even reclaim, discover who I was because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I was so Mm -hmm. lost in the rat race in the world of the world telling me who I was. And I had to come back home to like, okay, well, who the hell am I, (laughs) you know, and figure it out. Yeah. And what does it look like today? So once you've figured it out, how do you approach your, your business differently now? So different. So different. I am a lot of times now as I've healed the hustle and continue to heal little shreds of it that try to come back in because that programming is deep. As you know, I really keep my blinders on. And I always, my, I always say like my priorities back then, I would always say family first, but I didn't live my life like that. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, my priorities are this, but their actions don't line up to it. Mm -hmm. And now I have like the priorities in line. My first priority is always my spiritual and self-care journey. Because if I'm not taking care of myself, I am no good for my husband. I'm no good for my son. I'm no good for my clients. I'm no good for soul up. Like I'm no good for anybody, or at least I'm not the best that I can be. And I always say, I have to be an overflow before I can give. And that's really my priority day in and day out is to make sure that I am overflowing with all of the things that I need to function at my best. And then I can give to my family and to my clients and to my mission. And so it's really important that I'm prioritizing my spiritual and self-care day in and day out. And so a lot of my days, my days start and then they're infused with a lot of spirituality and spiritual care, self-care, and then they end on that note too. So my days, I work maybe four hours a day of like sit down, like create, you know, kind of work. But other than that, like I'm, I'm learning to have more and I've learned to have more fun in my days. I've learned to infuse my days with more of what I want to do. My blinders are on. I'm not looking around all the time going, oh, well, she's being successful at this. Maybe I should try this or, oh, I want to do it like her. or Oh, I've found my own way through this process of deprogramming what I thought I should be right. Like kicking out all the shoulds is a big part of my, I stopped shooting myself. Right. I should, I should do that. I should. It's like, no, what does echo want? What do I want in this moment? What feels best to me? And I create from that space every day. And so I lead this movement and I lead within my mission in just knowing that I am the first and last word in my life and business, not anybody else, not like I can look for inspiration, but I'm not going to imitate what's out there. Right. Which is what a lot of people do, which is why it's such a struggle for so many entrepreneurs to do the work right? To, to scale, to build the business because wait, I got to wait on that person to post to get the idea before I can do it. I see that a lot. Yeah. And I always say like, you should be creating more than you're consuming and you always create before you consume, because if you're not creating before you consume, then you are just consuming and, and then regurgitating what you've been inspired by. Right. Exactly. So I want you to go back to your day because it's one of the questions that I always ask. I love Mm -hmm. studying highly successful people and they all have a routine. So what does your day daily routine look like? 
I love that. So I always start with sacred mornings. So something I'm really big on is how your morning starts sets the tone for your entire day. And so a, a lot of high achieving women, as you know, just jump up, go, 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 go. And it's like, they wonder why they're exhausted at the end of the day. They wonder why they don't want to have sex. They wonder why, you know, all these things. And it's like, well, how'd you start your day? You just wake up to an alarm clock and literally bolt out of bed. That's not going to serve you. So I always try to get up at least an hour before my son gets up and I set intentional time and that sacred morning, sometimes it's two hours, but in that space, I do whatever my soul is calling me to do. Sometimes it is meditation and journaling. Sometimes it's just sitting in freaking silence. Sometimes I just need to call and something I always do in the mornings is I call all my power back to me. I come back to my body because I believe that our souls are up there in the astral doing all kinds of fun stuff at night and while we're unconscious, right? And so when I come back to my body, I make sure that I'm fully back into my body and I really set the tone, set my intentions. And something I always like to ask myself is how do I want today to feel? Like, what do I want to experience? How do I want to feel in my body? How do I want to feel when I create? Who's the woman that's going to show up? today. And I really anchor into that. Sometimes I do card pulls. I do all the spiritual fun stuff, but I really just make sure that I'm coming back so that I can move through my day exactly as I want to be. And then I'm an open vessel for my son and my husband when they get up to just be like this, the woman and the, and the mommy that they're deserving of. Right. Yeah. So what I encounter a lot is Tidra, I want this particular lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to lay down as you would call it, the hustle. I want to be in flow because I, I truly believe when you really lean into being that feminine, then everything is just attracted to you in the most beautiful way, right? But they have all the things going on. They're in relationships that could be toxic. They have children and they have two and three jobs and they have all of the things. And they're like, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to read. I don't have time to work out. So what would you say to that woman uh, who is in that space? Mm, That's good. I have a practice that I want to share with your audience that, that is for that woman that says, I don't have time. I don't have this. I don't have that. I talk about this a lot and I call them mindful transition meditations or MTMs for short. And it's literally in between each task of your day, taking 30 to 90 seconds to close your eyes and breathe. And it sounds so simple, but if you do 30 tasks in a day and you do 60 seconds each, you've got 30 minutes under your belt where you have called your power back, where you've cleared the energy. Cause it can be that simple in the beginning. And so my example, my best example of this is say you get in your car and you drive to the grocery store and you, somebody cuts you off and you're like, ah, and you get that energy flowing in you. And you're like, ah, oh, and all the traffic and da, da, da. you get to the grocery store And instead of rushing into the grocery store and dragging that energy in, you sit there and you breathe and you call your energy back and you get yourself grounded and you enter into the grocery store. You see all the people, you have somebody hit your cart, you talk into cashiers, all the things, instead of jumping, you get in your car and instead of jumping and driving home, you breathe 30, 60, 90 seconds. You drive home you experience whatever you experience instead of getting into your garage and jumping right out and bringing that energy into your children or your spouse, you breathe. Cause what happens is, is we go through our day 
And every little thing that we encounter, we're dragging that same frequency and energy through everything. And so if we would take those little pauses in our day to just breathe, to just be, then it would change everything. And so what I would tell that woman is what is your value here? What is your worth? What, what are you wanting to bring to the world? And if you, if we can, and it's kind of a little bit of, I call it truth love, because sometimes the truth feels tough, but it's like, you got to make a commitment to the change. You can't say you don't have time when you can literally, there's a hundred women out there with the exact same schedule, similar circumstances, whatever it is that are stepping it up a little bit. And so there's this piece where you have to really call yourself to rise and to really set yourself up for success by committing to whatever it is. If it's 10 minutes before your kids get up, start with that right? Like really set yourself up for that. But those little pauses of those MTMs throughout your day add up. We all have time for self-care because on your deathbed, you are not going to say, man, I wish I would have worked harder. You're going to say, no, I wish I'd have taken better care of myself. I wish I would have spent more quality time with my family. I wish I would have, you know, given more and spoken more of my truth to the world. Like you have to ask yourself, what are your values and what are the actions behind it? Because again, Laying the hustle down is one step at a time. You don't just rip the bandaid off because we would all explode, right? It's one little thing at a time that you can shift in your days. Yeah, I love that. I breathe frequently and I've been breathing a lot today. I just have to. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and and, and it works. Yeah, you really have to just breathe. But I just really don't like excuses. And and my audience knows that my mentees know I hate excuses because at the end of the day, I can't do it for you. I can't do the work for you. Neither you want it or you don't. And what you don't change, you're actually choosing. So, you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta pick a struggle. Do you want to struggle going up or do you want to struggle continuing to go down? Exactly. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And it's, you know, in the old me, like the old, older version of me and the hustle was like, no excuses, but it was like, sacrifice your family, sacrifice, like anything just to, you know, sacrifice for five years and you'll be on top. Now it's like no excuses into what you're actually choosing. Like you said, to prioritize and what are your values? Like you want success. Okay cool. You can do that and prioritize your family. You can, but it takes the sacrifice of time, energy, money, like really being dedicated and devoted to the process. Yeah. So how into health and fitness are you? Very, it is taught one of my, it's up there, right? It's like, I prioritize again, that self-care to me is the health, the fitness, the movement, the being being confident in my body, but really like what I put in my body is nourishing my soul, you know, is how I see it. And don't get me wrong. This girl loves pizza. She loves tacos. She loves, (laughs) I love it all. But at the end of the day, as an overall, I really prioritize movement and health and well-being because I notice for me personally, kind of like choosing not to drink alcohol anymore. I notice what affects my mind. Mm -hmm. And when it affects my mind, it affects everything. And so I really prioritize, you know, just being the best version of myself that I can be in any given moment. So the reason I ask that is it goes back to the very first person that I interviewed for my podcast a few weeks ago, Adam, and he talked about creating uh, this workout routine. I think he gets up at like 4.30 in the morning. It's insane, right? And (laughs) 
what he said was once he started really working out on a regular every single day and pushing himself to get up that freaking early in the morning, working out in the snow, he noticed his business like 10x. He 10x his revenue. Yeah. Right? Because he now moves. Do you have you experienced that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And whether it's 4:30 in the morning or it's a 30-minute walk or yeah, whatever. It can be 4 30 for me. Like and that goes to like you know, I always, I just did a, my own podcast set, um, episode on this of we mompreneurs and solopreneurs do it different, right? Especially yeah. as mompreneurs, you know, we're not getting up at five, four 30 in the morning to go to the gym when we got kids at home, you know, yeah. but I think it's important. It is because again, I feel like when we are tapped in with our four etheric bodies, right? Mind, body, soul, and so it's like in mental, obviously, and emotional and all those, when we can align those and we can go up in frequency in our physical bodies, meaning releasing more density, not losing weight, but just activating more light within through movement, through activations, then yes, I believe that we align more to our actual soul, our spiritual body, and are able to then have that clear conduit for those manifestations, for the abundance to come in and for pure soul creation to come forth. So what is your take on connecting to your higher self? What is your Mm -hmm. take on that? Well, everything I do is soul led. And when I speak of soul, I do think the higher essence, the higher self, always in conjunction with source, right? Source creator, God, like there's always that line there, but my soul is my leader, right? My mentor. And I truly try, especially over the last five years, since my big awakening, everything I do, I come back and I ask myself, okay, is this for the highest good of myself and highest good of all, is this in alignment to that highest version of myself, the one that's filled with love and compassion and fire and flow. And I try to make that connection. I, the ego is not our, the ego is not our enemy by any means. The ego is just a construct of all the experiences we've had before trying to keep us safe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I, I play with the, the ego too, because there's a healthy ego play that gets to happen. But with the soul, it's like, what is the highest version of myself going to do in this moment? And I really incorporate that into everything that I do. And especially being a psychic business mentor, I work with other people's higher selves and souls and healing teams and all of that kind of stuff on the daily. And I just try to make sure that I'm connected to the purest light. Yeah. So you, uh, well, let me, let me stay here for a second, because Mm -hmm. I talk about really connecting to the highest version yourself of yourself and embodying that, right? Yeah. Embodying yeah. that energy. And what I get a lot is I don't really know how to do that. How do I connect to my higher self? Like, mm-hmm. so what would you, what are like one or two things that you would say that helps facilitate that connection? I yeah, mean, as on- if we're not already connected, but you know. Right. And that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful statement there. We're always connected. You're never disconnected. You never have been disconnected. You never will be disconnected, right? Mm -hmm. We're always supported. We're always there. But what the big thing, and it goes back to healing the hustle is practicing stillness, practicing breaths, practicing being present in the now moment, because your soul is so present with you. Your higher self is so present with you, but we're so distracted half the time. We don't feel Mm -hmm. that connection. And so if you can really practice the MTMs, the stillness, 
med mindfulness, meditation, whatever it is throughout your day, slowing down will actually make you speed up. Slowing down will help you feel that connection, will help you see the signs, will help you feel that intuition more because the intuition is the language of the soul, right? Like really connecting through the stillness is the first thing that I would absolutely say. The second thing is asking to be shown, right? Mm -hmm. Asking for signs, asking for magic and miracles to show themselves to you. Though it, we think that be, it's kind of like the old, the old way of like, well, God's up here and, you know, we just, we got to pray for it and beg for it and ask for it. And I personally don't believe that. I believe, you know, we're all meant to live abundant, beautiful, magical lives. And a lot of times we forget that all we can, all we need to do is ask, like ask for the sign, ask for the abundance, ask for the connection, ask to hear, ask to see like whatever it is and having those conversations I teach a lot on the divine channels of communication and with the, the Claire audience channel in particular, the hearing energy, a lot of people are like, well, my Claire audience channel is not really open. I'm like, how many times a day are you talking to yourself? And they're like all day. I talk to myself all day and I'm like, okay, well, that's your connection to your higher self and how, you know, if it's your higher self, it's full of love, compassion, joy, bliss, alignment, right? Where the ego or the lower frequency beings that are talking to you in your clear audience channel are fear and worry and doubt and shame and guilt, whatever it is. And so like really slowing down and listening to that, but asking, like ask for what you want. And I'm sure you teach that a lot in manifestation. It's like, put it out there. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I often, you know, I work with people and what they want to manifest. And I say, well, what do you want to manifest? And they'll say X, Y, and Z, but it's taking forever. Right. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, when you asked for the thing, how did you word it? And they're like, what do you mean? Ask? Well, I, I thought it, I thought that was all I needed to do. Right. right. You have to ask, like ask, believe, receive, whether you believe in Christianity and the Bible or not, it's kind of a thing. Right. And one of my favorite things to say is the universe always says yes. So you yeah. have to be very careful with your ask, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys I get that a lot with clients that are like, well, I don't want this. And I'm like, okay, well, that's all the, all the universe is here. And is that last piece, you know, right. you don't want, you know, scarcity. Okay. Well, all they're here in a scarcity. Here's yeah. some more scarcity. <laughs> exactly. The universe always says yes, whether it's negative or positive, Yes. If you're walking around talking about how broke you are, the universe is saying, yes, <laughs> we're going to give you more of that. Right. Exactly. So you have to be mindful of your words. Absolutely. So to, uh, okay. So a lot of my audience, they're entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. I say this every single episode and um, they don't, a lot of them are really still standing at start. They're still mm -hmm. at the, the starting yard line. Right. And they're afraid, they are afraid to move forward. Most people are afraid of failure or most people are telling themselves, I have to have a bajillion dollars to even get started, but I really have this vision. And what I always tell people is the vision is the preview of what's already done, right? So just go. The path is not going to be super clear, right? Everybody wants to be a millionaire. That's, And I'm like, really, a million dollars is not that much money, but- it's cool if that's what you want, right? So how would a person set them themselves up for success in their business? Couple of First things that you would say. 
Yeah. So first off, going back to what you originally said, it's like the vision is there, right? So I do believe that same thing. It's if you're, if your soul, if God gave you that vision, it's in your vortex for a reason, right? Yeah. Another thing is, is like you mentioned fear of failure. And I, I love when people come to me about fear of failure. I'm like, okay, what are you feeling right now with this fear of failure? Right. Well, I'm scared. What if people don't like me? What if it flops? What if this? Da, da, da. And I was like, okay, what's the energy around that? Well, disappointment, shame, you know, guilt, whatever it is, worry. And I'm like, okay, cool. There's that. That's what could happen. That's one of the scenarios, one of the timelines. How are you feeling right now about just sitting on your creation, doing absolutely nothing and knowing that you're meant to do something, but you're just sitting here because you're scared, fear, shame, disappointment. I'm like, okay, so you've got that frequency down, like do it. And then if that happens, it's not going to be a shock to you. It's not going to be a shock to your system because you can handle it because you're already feeling like crap right now. So what if you actually take a chance and then you end up feeling like crap later, you can handle it. It's, yeah. it's like, you're not the first person to fail. And, and, and I know, you know, this too, but it's like the, we all fell on the way to the top. We are stumbling and fell in. I went to a speech one time, a, a convention thing, and there was this guest speaker on stage. And he was like, the amount of times that I have failed is the entirety of this stage. Like so many times. And it was this massive yeah. stage. He was like, the amount of times I've succeeded is this little square around me right now but it's so much bigger than all those other failures, like the potency of it, the power of it. Right. So we all have to fail because failure is just an opportunity to learn what doesn't work. And so we have to continue to see it that way. And also, like you said, like the excuses, it's like, come on, like, what, what is that higher version of yourself? Again, always go to the deathbed. Cause I'm like on your deathbed, what are you going to say about this moment right now? Well, I just sat and I was scared. No, you're going to say, I wish I would have taken that. I wish I would have taken the chance on myself. And it is, it's a lot of betting on yourself. So I think a lot of that work too comes from gaining the confidence and, and knowing your power and sovereignty, knowing your worth and value doesn't, isn't made up of, you know, a podcast launch or a master class or a program running or how many clients you have or how much money is in the bank. It's who you are. How are you showing up for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Which is tough for a lot of people. And I always just say, just start. How do I start? You just start. You start at the beginning. And the the more you go down the path, the, the, the more clear it becomes. And that's just the way that it is. There is no, there is no magic pill right um I, yeah i love listening to this a podcast is called social proof and with mm-hmm. david shans and in his studio he has on the wall consistency is the cheat code yes yeah it's true though and consistently showing up and yeah. we talked about this before we hit hit start but it's like consistently showing up even if it's human even, even if, if it's, it's messy ugly. yeah and keep relate to that more people want to go on a journey with you don't they don't just you don't just pop on online and go oh I'm a millionaire it's like no there's a process there's a journey and you can take your people on that with you the the highs and the lows but like just starting like you said just doing it kick the excuses to the curb step into your higher self and show up for it every day Absolutely. And somebody is waiting on you. Somebody's breakthrough is depending on your getting started. That's the thing. That's the thing that I had to connect to because I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not going to, I've never run a business. What do I know about 
working with clients or mentees. I have no idea. Right. And so in the very beginning, that was my thing. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it like her. I can't sound like her. And she's already huge and successful and has all these followers and whatnot. And I was like stuck. And then someone said to me that somebody's breakthrough is dependent on you starting today. And I was like, oh, you're right. 100 percent. always say like always say like what you're afraid to show to the world is exactly the medicine the world needs yeah right and so what you're afraid to you know like you said that that first step you're going to inspire somebody else to take the first step there you're going to inspire somebody that oh man if she's doing it like this and she's you know she's stumbling through and she's having fun doing it and all of this then i can i can start right so we do we all start somewhere and that's where those blinders come in because if we're only focused on the people with a million Instagram followers and the, and the millionaires and all this stuff. It's like, okay, cool. But they started somewhere. They started, they didn't just poof onto the scene. They've been through it. They've been working it. Yeah. Yeah. And every successful person can say, girl, please, I've been working at this for 10, 20, 30 years. It looks good now, but if you only would have saw in the beginning, it was horrible. We all just need to get started. Right. So yeah. When can we expect Hill the Hustle, the book? Because I love reading. Oh, good. 2023. 2023. Okay. It's coming out. I don't have a set date because I'm not hustling to put it out. But okay. <laughs> I'm definitely it's definitely 2023. And I'm really, really excited about it because it's just it's straight from my heart. And it's something I've literally walked and lived through and continue to walk and live through. And so it's definitely a passion project. Well, I'm excited to read that. Because I, I, first of all, I love the title. And second of all, I feel like we've all gone through that hustle, that hustle. Yeah, I, I believe that, too. And it could be even if, like you said, you're you're one of renewers, it's like the hustle in life, like yeah. just, you know, and family life. And, and it's it's all of it. It's not just business. I've obviously focused no. a lot on the business, but it's mm-hmm. like we get in the hustle and bustle of just life and we forget like who we truly are and what we're here to do. Yeah. And we get distracted by that. We get distracted. I talk a lot about environments and I'm very open with my audience and they know the shit that I go through behind the scenes. Right. I'm super transparent. And I always talk about the power of your uh, of the environment or the energy of your environment and how it can really just stifle your manifestations. It can really just hold you back from moving forward and so you always got to clear up that environment. What would you say to that? Yeah, I completely agree with that. I call it auditing and decluttering your life, right? And it's like looking around and saying, okay, is this person serving my highest good? Or do I feel like crap every time I'm around them? Is this habit serving my highest good? Or do I just feel like crap? After? It's like declutter, auditing and then doing a declutter and removing those energy leaks that are keeping you from your highest path and your highest timeline is so important in the, that aspect. But also like, again, like we've talked about honoring the human, like you get to be human too. It's not about, you know, I would say enlightenment is not a, a destination, it's a journey. And so really like allowing that human piece too and like navigating it, knowing that you've got lessons to learn in, in big ways, so. Yeah, yeah honor the lesson and move on just don't sit there don't stay there and don't allow people to to knock you off your path yes yeah because I I've been there done that you know and really 
And then you, you're sitting at the end of the year. And I, I bring this up because um, I, I still haven't put the episode out. But last week, I recorded a 2022 in review episode, right? And I can't get, for the life of me, I cannot get the it to upload. I'm getting all kind yeah. of ears. And all what yes, it was that, but also I wasn't really focused on the wins. I was pissed in that episode. And I'm talking about all the things that I didn't get done and and all of the distractions, and I was beating myself up, right? Mm -hmm. And I had like this one big goal, and I said, I really want to start working with brands. This is just how God works, right? I want to start working with brands, but that's not where my focus was this year. And I was on that episode, literally be, I hope that I can get it up so people can get what I'm saying. And I'm beating myself up because I didn't focus on one of my big goals for the year, right? Literally the next day, I get an email from a brand saying, hey, we would love to add you to our PR list. Are you interested? Of course. And I was like, first of all, 2022 is not over yet. So how dare you? come into this space of just complaining and beating yourself up. Right. So that was a huge lesson for me. I was like, Oh, it humbled me real quick. <laughs> yeah, and a dose of your own medicine too. the universal right. works and yeses. So you're like, right. I didn't get a big brand deal. I didn't get a brand. And then of course the brand shows up. Right. right. So it's such, I love when, I love when that happens. I love when yeah. that happens. Yeah. I'm always getting checked and I'm like, Oh, right. you right. Dang. <laughs> I love it. So that was funny. So before we get out of here, I always ask, what are one or two books that you would recommend to the audience to read? Ooh, I love this. So a recent read that I just finished a few weeks ago that has completely shifted so much for me is The Comfort Crisis. Mm-hmm. And it is an incredible book because, and, and I, you might relate to this too, coming from hustle, I swung really far into the feminine and got a little too comfortable. And now I'm, I'm bringing back in and harmonizing a lot of the divine masculine, but I got too comfortable, which led to stagnancy, right? So in life, relationships, business, everything. So the comfort crisis, hundred percent. And then the second one that I'm reading right now is the little book of clarity. And it is super potent and just little kicks in the butt that you need to gain clarity. I love that. 2023, we might already be in 2023 by the time this airs, (laughs) but what is one really big goal that you have for 23? Goodness. Besides the book, I just want to take my movement just bigger. I want to create more impact in the world for the women of the world. Yeah. I just want to impact more lives. Yeah. Do you have a number? Oh goodness. I desire within my movement, my community, 500 women in that, um, obviously it's a, it's a paid membership. So it's, you know, I'm keeping it tight knit, but just, I just thousands and thousands and thousands of women just, I want to impact as many as possible. I know the number will be divine. I love that. Okay. Awesome. Is there anything that you want to leave us with before we, before we go? I'm just so grateful to have this opportunity and just reminding women to come back to their power and sovereignty, that you're the first and last word and everything that you do and turn the shoulds off, put the blinders on and you do you <laughs> stay focused and do the work. Yes. Do the work. Do Don't the be work. afraid of work. <laughs> yeah. Echo. Thank you so much for joining, joining us on Align and Grow Rich. I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. We got to follow each other on IG, all of the things. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. 
It was such an honor. Thank you so, so much. Yes, thank you.